Hey, welcome back to The Few Show, everybody. My name is Bud. I am an account executive here at xfusion.io and co-host of The Few Show. I am excited to be joined today by my guests, Mitch Doherty and Braddock Archibald. Uh, Mitch is the CMO and Braddock is the CRO of FloorZap. FloorZap is a newly emerging CRM and business management software for flooring dealers. Mitch, Braddock, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Bud. Glad to be here. Yeah. Hey. Um, we were going to have three of you. Uh, unfortunately, Mike is not feeling well. Uh, so, Mike, here's a shout out to you. Uh, wish you were on. Maybe we can get you, get you on here in uh, a, a little while. But uh, let's get this started off by just telling us uh, how you guys got into uh, FloorZap. We will talk about FloorZap here in just a little bit. But I, I want to know how a couple of, we'll say, youngsters um, got into this business. And I, I wish Mike was here so that he could tell me why he picked you guys to be here. But I, I kind of want to know your story and, and how you guys got into the flooring uh, business and, and actually got into FloorZap itself. Okay. So I started off, um, me and Mitch uh, got a randomly assigned a group project together in college. Uh, and we kind of became buddies after that. That was part of the entrepreneurship program, actually, at U of H. Uh, University of Houston, and so that's where we met up. And uh, so, yeah. Which are part of the Big 12 now, by the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, whose house? <laughs> whose house? <laughs> so um, we were together in this, uh, we were together in this project, and we became friends. Anyway, Mitch uh, graduated uh, December 19 and took instantly took a job at Mohawk. So I... Um, I was like, oh, I'm one of my best friends in the flooring industry. When I got offered a job in the flooring industry, I asked him, like, you know, what do you think of the industry? Should it be something I'm in? And he's like, yeah, go for it. So I started working for a flooring dealer. I ran operations, you know, scheduling, managing installers, um, you know, ordering, things of that nature. And then I did, I dabbled in some sales uh, when I had some free time. And you also did some remodeling too, right? Oh, yeah. We, we were full-scale remodeling. We did. We actually redid someone's lake house. It's beautiful. I wish I could show you the pictures. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so this, you know, remodeling company that I worked for um, had some guy walk in named Mike um, and said, I have a flooring software for you guys. And uh, we're like, okay. And we saw it and thought it, caught it, thought it could use some work, but it was going to be better than us, than our current system of having complete folders of stacks of paper and moving it from bucket to bucket on the wall. Uh, we had a conference room table that was about 50 square feet that was just full of paper. So stacks, stacks of paper. <laughs> uh, and I went and visited him at work one day and I just saw the stacks, man. It, it was it was bad. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah. I can. So my owner at the time was like, if I can get rid of this paper, I'd be a happy man. So because of some previous experience I had uh, managing like a Zoho CRM, uh, one of the jobs I had in college, he kind of put me in charge of managing our Floors app. And uh, Floors app was a really good software. I say it had really good bones, but needed muscles to work for you. And I gave Pitch Mike a few ideas on how to convert quotes to invoices, how to automatically create the work order, because you're kind of doing a little bit of a double entry there. I explained to him how I do it. And Mike's like, that's a really good idea. And we started working together pretty closely. You know, I'd run into issues at work with the software and I'd be like, hey, Mike, do this. Hey, Mike, do this. Hey, Mike, do this. Well, my hey, Mike, do this worked out a little too well, kind of uh, 
made it to where I was unnecessary at my job. So I was kind of sitting around at my job trying to decide what my next career move was going to be because it just didn't make sense for me to be there anymore. The system automated so many things that made it so easy. (laughs) It was too easy. Yeah. So so then from there, I was actually about to start working for my dad's dad's business. And Mike says, hey, I need help. You know, I'd love to have you. You've given me some great ideas with software and you know it. So uh, he goes, A, for me, it's less training and B, you know, you have some great ideas to make the software even better. And I know you have a few more in your back pocket. You haven't told me yet. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And so that's how I started uh, with Floors app. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, basically I, I started off, you know, working for Mohawk um, as a commercial sales rep in the workplace retail segment. But unfortunately, COVID uh, put it into that uh, just basically because, you know, nobody knew when, you know, designers were going to be doing projects anymore. It was just so uncertain. So I ended up getting laid off over there. And then in the meantime, went and worked for a, uh, a QuickBooks uh, like consulting firm. So I did sales over there and a little bit of consulting um, just as far as helping business owners choose the right QuickBooks software for their business and how they utilize it for their business. And, uh, you know, that's where I just kind of started to realize, you know, how beneficial whenever Doc was telling me about Floors app, how beneficial it is for flooring dealers. Cause I was, you know, at QuickBooks, you're always, everybody was just working to make a, the software work for their business. But then whenever Doc showed me Floors app and me having been in the flooring industry and realizing, man, this is a great software and they were, they were needing somebody. And I was like, well, okay. Yeah. Flooring and software. I, I know them both. So sure. Sign me up. I want in. And so uh, I came over here and I, I went to school for marketing. And so I, I had a little bit of marketing experience as well. And so that's kind of why they brought me in is to kind of handle a lot of the marketing here as well as the sales. Um, so that's just, uh, that's a little bit about me and how I got here. That's awesome. So I, I, I like that he saw some, some potential, uh, in you Braddock. And he's like, Hey, you, you're helping me from afar and I want to bring you in mm-hmm. and, and that he, he saw some potential in you, Mitch. And he's like, man, I, I really don't care that you guys are fresh out of school mm-hmm. and let's, let's do this thing. Right. Like that shows, that shows some vision, uh, in Mike and that shows, I mean, some real chutzpah in him, right? Like, let's, let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. I want you guys let's go. Um, I, I want to take a turn here. And, mm-hmm. and kind of do a, a 30,000 foot view and look at the industry. And then we'll kind of drill down into floor zap and, and we'll get to floor zap here in just a little bit. But mm-hmm. why I, I really didn't know anything that, that there was a problem with flooring and software and that there needed to be a marriage between the two. So let's, let's start there and tell me why there's a software issue with flooring and, and let's drill down and, and we'll get to floors app and what you guys do. Okay. So the, first of all, why you need a software for a flooring dealer, someone that's putting in flooring is you have a lot of moving parts. So, um, when you like put in the floor, it's not just like a one piece thing times, right? You have to prep the floor. You have to maybe level the floor, right. And make it even. And like, you know, when you put in carpet, you know, most people don't know beneath the carpet's a carpet pad, right? Or beneath tile, there's the thin set, there's the grout. There's a lot of materials that go into it. 
you have to put the baseboard over it or, you know, quarter rounds, things like that. So there's a lot of material that goes into it. Right. And so you get that material from different places. Plus, you know, um, all these different company, you know, everyone has a different style, right? So there's the aesthetic portion of it as well as the functional portion of it. And basically there's a lot of moving parts. So being able to manage like a, all the materials you need. And a lot of times you need different materials for different jobs, right? How much material that you need to order, right? And then you need to take installers. So like, for example, a lot of times installers, like they are carpet installers or tile installers or wood installers. A lot of times people don't cross over into both or if they do, they don't do it well, right? And when you live in a place, you really want your floor to be nice because you're going to walk on it every day and you're going to look at it every single day. Mm -hmm. So floors, you know, something that you want to do, right? You want it to be nice. And so from that perspective, you have to manage the schedules. You have to, you know, when the material is going to come in, you have to know when the installer is going to be available. You, and you, you have to manage all that from like a, a logistics perspective. And you also have to make sure that you're selling it at the right profit margin, right? Right. Because when you're, you know, ordering, you know, your material, you know, costs can change because you might not use the same product the same way two different times, right? Because, you know, there's so many different products in the industry. And so basically every job's unique. And so it's, you're not, you're not just turnkey going, 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 going. It's more like you, every project's unique. And so you have to manage them because, you know, even though it might be, you know, my hundredth project, it's your first project in your house. And so it matters to you. Right. Right. And so just being able to manage all of that is why the software is needed. Now, why there's a problem is the leading market share in the flooring software runs off of 2003 Microsoft Wizard. Um, then we have other programs <laughs> that are competitors that run off DOS programs. Now, before the show, when I told you this, Bud, you said something about uh, your dad at IBM. What was that again? Yeah, so when my, when my dad started working as a computer programmer at IBM when I was three, you know, DOS is, is what he was, you know, working with. So that's, that's a while ago. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah. That's, you know, I was, you know, I'm 44. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's, I would say that that's a problem that's, if, if the industry is still working off that. Right. And uh, there's only really two other programs out there that were designed for the cloud and they're not honestly that great. So we're one of the few ones that we're running off, you know, the newest Microsoft stuff. You know, we're, you know, doing off of C Sharp, Microsoft C SQL Server for our database. Like we're using new technology. I mean, if you look at what your phone was in 2003 and you're using that technology to run your business when you could be using what your phone is now, I mean, that's a big difference in technology. The industry just honestly has been neglected. Like, yeah. like that's the word. Mm -hmm. You just dated yourself because when I was three, you know, our phones were hanging on the wall and we didn't have any in our hands. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how long ago it was. So, yeah. So I was probably, I guess, a sophomore in high school. We still had the wire coil phone in our kitchen. And that's, that's mm -hmm. our home phone. That, that was what we had. That was it. <laughs> so. I yeah, in the country, for sure. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that's the industry problem. We're just trying to attack that problem with mostly just modernization right. and uh, kind of trying to become a one-stop shop for these 
foreign dealers. So we kind of uh, manage, you know, their websites. We can build websites for them, do SEO. Um, that's what Mike, our owner, was doing before. He was building websites and did a really good job. And he's an ex SEO expert. You know, we can get you on the first page of Google, hopefully within a month. Our record is two days. We got someone on the first page yeah. of Google in the area within two days. So that was in Houston, actually. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, the biggest in Houston. Yeah, the biggest takeaway was just that. I mean, it's just that the flooring industry industry has been neglected not only by software but just technology in general, like websites and such. No, not many people, or there's not many companies out there offering flooring specific. Um, services for the flooring market, right? And so that's what we also want to tap into is we want to have more options in there. We want to make technology more prominent in the market because the flooring industry deserves it. You know, everybody in their business deserves to run efficiently and for the, you know, the software to give them back more time or save them more money, have, you know, instead of just finding out what you end up with at the end of the day, as far as cash, you know, like whenever you do a project, oh, well, what was my profit margin? And just finding out after the end of the job, we want you to know every step of the way exactly how much you're making. So if you need to make any tweaks during that phase, as you're quoting, you know, that way you can just have full control over your bottom line. And that's just what the industry needs. And it's just lacks so much. And so we just really want to start promoting more technology within the industry, because that's really what's going to make this industry thrive even more. Nice. So you want to promote that, which is awesome. Um, you want to bring everything up to date. How are you doing that exactly? Can, can you put into words to our viewers, how you're bringing everything to the forefront? So for us, it's first of all, it's about letting them know that there's other options available because software has a bad stigma in our in our space because like you know there's three types of you know when you go into a market sometimes you have to convince a person that they need a product right other times mm -hmm. like you're trying to be the best product of something they know they already need but we're in a space where we're trying to change the image of technology right and sure. when you think about it from like a blue blue collar guys right and white collar guys you know, there's always been, you know, a natural rivalry between them. And so we're really mm -hmm. trying to bring the blue collar and the white collar together. So it's more about opening those conversations. So the biggest thing that we try to do is listen. And I know it sounds very, very simple, but listen. I mean, if we talk about the beginning, like Mike hired me because he, he had all these ideas, but Mike's philosophy was to listen. So the company, Mike originally started the company because he was playing cards with his friends and he had two or three flooring dealers in the card group that kind of, you know, rotated about 10 guys and they would complain about the software. And he like, he did a Google search and there's, he goes, there's 20 softwares out there, dude, don't tell me to build the software and complain. There's going to be one out there for you. And so basically one of the guys challenged him and said, all right, go find the software you would choose. And he's like, all right, man. Uh, all right, I'll do it. Because Mike was already doing his website because I said he had done you know websites before. He's like, all right, mm -hmm. pick out the one. I'll do this for a consulting fee. Kind of like, dude, you're my friend. Why are you making me do this? Then he did it. And then he saw what, you know, kind of what we told you guys. And he's like, they weren't kidding. Like, <laughs> it's really been neglected. <laughs> and so he kind of listened to, you know, what their issues were on some, some of the things. You know, some of the softwares, you can't send a quote through the system 
You literally have to download the PDF, then go to your email, then attach the PDF, then send the quote, write the email, whatever. Right? We're like modern day technology, you know, we just send it with a click of a button. You can send yeah, it by send it through text or email, like, oh, text quote mm-hmm. now, right? Instead of having to go through all those other processes. Right. You know. And that's the that's the person with the leading market share. Is they still they still can't send a quote through their system. And I think only one other company right now can send it through SMS. A couple others can send it through email. But like the fact that there's certain companies that have huge market share in the largest market share can't even do simple things like that, where you're doing seven or eight steps when something, you know, with today's automation can do one. So it's just, you know, the company was started off of listening and we continue to listen. We have, you know, customers that give us, you know, good ideas every day on how to maybe manage our inventory a little better or, um, how they would like it, you know, someone to schedule their link online. So we do their website and, you know, we also do their schedule, your, you know, your appointment scheduling within our application. And he's like, Hey, could we do this, you know, and do it this way? And we're like, yeah, that's a great idea. And we're going to move forward with it. And And a lot of times it's just people, you know, everybody runs their flooring business a little bit differently. You know, it's not cookie cutter. I mean, yes, we've designed the software to work very, 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 well for you know the majority of flooring dealers and to it encompass pretty much all of your needs um, but there are going to be some little ways that maybe your process is a little bit different from the next guy down the street right and so our, floor, mm-hmm. our flooring software is really customizable to where you know because we listen we offer these features you know as somebody requests it like hey i really want to be able to do this with inventory i really want to have this show up on the work order can you do that for me Hey, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I'll have it done for you by tomorrow. You know, right? <laughs> and you we, know, and so we implement it. And so those little tweaks, if it makes sense for the rest of our customers as well, we'll add that into the base software. And so that way, uh, or we can make it an option where it's an optional thing. If you want that feature as well, you can click select. Yes, I want to have that or no. So a lot of it is very customizable to your individual flooring store needs. So that way, you know, everybody can you know, like have all of their needs met and even have those little nice to haves that aren't really going to be a deal breaker for you. But it's just, man, this is so awesome that it does this. Like no other software does this. And even this little thing just makes me so happy that I can just do it because it matches my process. And so that's just a really nice thing that we like. And that comes from listening. It's just listening to our clients as they come in and adding to the software and growing with our customers. Because our customers are naturally like having to change in the market as well, because I mean, the pouring industry is just booming right now. And so different needs come up or they're opening an, another branch of their business. Maybe they want to start building cabinets on their own or something like that, you know, and then offering their cabinet services. You know, we want to accommodate every little thing that you want to do with your business as far, you know, as far as these guys are concerned. So that's really our focus is listening to our clients and making sure that we're meeting all of their needs. Um, and that the cu- software is customizable to, you know, do, do what you want. And so like part of that customization, we have a section in our settings called system list. Uh, mm-hmm. In the system list, we have 27-ish different lists where you can customize what pops up on the list in the software. And you can keep it as simple as you want. You can keep it strictly flooring, but the option is there if you do have other needs, more advanced things that you want to include. Yeah. Know. So we have a guy that does mattress sales out of our system. We have people that do window coverings out of our system. We have people that do cabinets out of our system. It was originally designed to flooring and they all have the flooring aspect of their system, but they were able to do, you know, these other industries within our system just because we have the ability to customize the service types. So they have a window covering service type. 
or you know a mattress sales service type. And so he does mattress sales. Why he does flooring and mattress sales, I don't know, um, but it works <laughs> for him. He makes a lot of money. I see it in his system when I go to train him. So it's, I mean, it works for him. So, um, you know, everyone kind of has- both, both my oldest kids moved out and put their mattresses on the floor. So I'm, I, it makes sense. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's what he does, and it, it does, and he does really well. And, uh, um, he, you know, he's been a great referral for us because, you know, yeah, when I say, hey, yeah, this system's customizable, someone sells mattresses out of the system, and, uh, it just gives us a little kind of feather in our cap to like, okay, so it doesn't, it can be more than just, you know, laminate or, you know, vinyl or, yeah, and we have full-scale remodeling companies working in it, too. So, you know, any remodeling needs that you need, they're going to be met in the system, too. So we pride ourselves yeah. in that. You know, that's that's awesome. And it's, you know, we, we talked a little bit about how you guys do SEO, and, and you have a, a part of it that does um, social media for some of your clients. Um, I mean, but we also talked a little bit uh, about how it helps with supply chain and, and stuff like that. I mean, you guys are a true, like full service software company right, for your so clients. I'm going to let Mitch, like you, you run the entire gamut. So yeah, yeah, go ahead, Mitch. Uh, like, so like, just give me a, a rundown of everything. Mitch kind of handles a lot of our website stuff. So, well, I mean, yeah. it's, yes, we're a one-stop shop, right? You know, I mean, a lot of times, you know, we, we want us to provide, everything that we can as far as the software goes and help you be able to run your business. Um, so the software, we have that covered and we're always, you know, making it even better. But as far as, you know, websites and such are concerned, there's not a whole lot, you know, of companies out there offering foreign specific websites. And we just want to be another resource out there to be able to build good websites, you know, and provide SEO to help you be able to reach, you know, your market potential. We want to help you start getting leads throughout the week. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, because a lot of a lot of foreign dealers come to us, they don't even have a website. You know, they've been operating for 35 years sometimes. They don't have a website. I mean, good on you. You know, you're you're doing great business. Right. So let's take it up to another level. You know, like let's start getting you leads every week through the website just without you even having to pay for extra ads or do any other marketing just by having your website and having it optimized to where you're showing up on the first page of Google when somebody searches flooring store near me in whatever city you're in. If you come up on top, who do you think they're going to click on? Who do you think they're going to go give their business to? Because, you know, somebody's in their, in their bathroom thinking, oh, I want to remodel my bathroom or, oh man, I want to put some new flooring in this living room. Let me check what flooring stores are near me. I mean, let me see who's near me and I'll, I'm going to go there. Right? Yeah. We've earned a lot of clients just because they're like, oh yeah, our website's beautiful. And I'll look at their website and it looks great. And then I'm like, okay, so when I search up flooring store in your city, where do you pop up? And they're popping up on the fourth page, like a Google. And it's like, yeah, your website looks mm -hmm. good. Are you getting leads every week from it? Yeah, I am. But are you paying like pay-per-click for those leads? So really the pay-per-click ads are doing well, but your website isn't. And those are two different things. And a lot of right. people associate them as I'm getting leads through the website, but are you getting them through the pay-per-click? And, you know, and maybe they're doing a good job with the pay-per-click, but you're not doing a good job with the website because you should be getting organic leads as well. Yeah. So do you, you guys actually build websites for your clients or just work for search engine 
optimization? We do both. Are, are they mutually exclusive? You do I both. Mean, if you okay. already have a website filled out with content, but you're just not ranking as well as you'd like, we'll definitely just take your content and tweak it and just basically make your site optimized for SEO. And that's one part of our services. However, if you don't have a website, you know, you have nothing, but you just want to look into getting a website. Yeah, we'll absolutely build it from the ground up. We have our own a website team who builds, you know, builds out the website, makes it look beautiful. You know, we try to get as on brand as possible for you. So I usually have that conversation with my clients as much as possible to understand your brand, what you're looking for. How do you want to be represented in the market? Are you focusing more commercial or focusing more residential? Where's the focus for the site, right? So I, I dig into all these questions with you to figure out, you know, where are you trying, like, what's your brand and what are you trying to convey to the customer? And then we build out your website, make it look exactly how you want on brand. And then we have our own copywriter teams basically here. I was going to ask that too. Yeah, good. We add the content for you, um, add all the SEO, you know, tweaks <laughs> to it to make sure that it's going to rank. And yeah, we can get you up and running quick. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's, uh, that's quite an endeavor. How big is your team? Uh, our team, it, it varies. I mean, on the website team, we've, We've got quite a few guys. We have about uh, six people on the website team. And uh, yeah, we have about six people on the website team on the dev team for the software. Uh, it's 12. Uh, 12. Yeah. So. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's awesome. So I'll ask, I'll ask this. And again, I wish, I wish Mike was here so he could, he could bring his, his two cents in, but we'll get him on here later. I, I hope. Um, but what is it that individually you guys bring to the company that would be missing without you? This is kind of a, an ego question, um, but it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have to be right. They're partially from, I'll answer for Mike. So Mike is, he, he can build things incredibly fast as far as coding. He's incredible. So my favorite story is, you know, we talk about listening to clients. One client complained that they, you know, you don't have anything with like QR codes or anything like that. And he said, okay. So this, this conversation happened like Thursday night, actually. I think it was actually after business hours. Um, he came back to her Monday morning and said, I, I have QR codes in the system now. So any of your products in the showroom that you have, you can scan the QR code. It'll pull up all the information, including price. You even have a calculator at the bottom that they can do, um, <clears throat> they can do like a, the price times the square footage. And I'll tell them what the retail price and what they need to pay and round it up to the nearest box for them. So they know exactly how many boxes they need to order and what that price would be. And he built that in the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Right. And so that's what Mike brings uh, to the table. Um, <clears throat> for what I personally bring to the table, it's A, I did it, right? I worked for a flooring store. That was my, you know, job out of college. And I, you know, did the operation side of it. I did the, you know, I did some sales. Um, so I understand where the system can help because I sold my first carpet job, not accounting for carpet pad. Which is really... <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, most flooring stores operate between a 20 and 50% margin, just about in, in that range. And so basically at the, because it was only a one room job, a small job, I, we literally broke even on the job. So we did the job, but we didn't make any money from it because I didn't, I, I forgot carpet pad. Just 
you know, I was trying to do it really quick. Right. I was really excited, you know, to do it. And, you know, I was checking all these things and forgot that and just forgot something so basic. The software helps you not forget things like that. Um, yeah. And so how to well, make that easy, easier and, and the industry experience that I bring from actually doing it and be like, okay, and that's why, and because of that specific reason, me forgetting carpet pad is the reason that we have templates in the system. Because now we have templates in the system sure. to be able to like, okay, so you can select all the, you know, you're deleting items. Serves as kind of a checklist. All right. That you can uncheck or keep checked. <laughs> and yeah. so because of that, that is personally what I bring to the table is that and being able to understand how it works. Because I originally um, in college wanted to be an engineer. So I started the engineering um, and actually hated it. Didn't think it was person-centric enough. And I switched over to business management, which is all person centric. <laughs> so I probably overcorrected there in all honesty. <laughs> but um, when I did that, um, I actually took some coding classes. And because of that, I have a base level of code that I know, right? Um, and, and I understand how it works. So I'm able to not only present my ideas, but I'm able to present them how it would work within our coding, like, you know, the general structure to it. Now, could I build it? Absolutely not. But I can tell them the general direction to go in, not only from the business perspective or, you know, from the client perspective, but I can also say how we build it in the system. Right. And so, I mean, yeah, Doc gotcha. really provides a lot of value, especially when customers ask him, you know, uh, how to do a certain thing in the system. You know, I mean, he just knows it. He's, he's sharp. <laughs> Doc's really sharp. And especially if there's something that we need to add, I mean, Doc's ideas are just constantly flowing. I said, and meetings with him and, you know, him and Mike and our dev team. And, you know, we're talking about ideas and Doc just has so many. It's just really, really very, very, very good with systems is what I can say. I mean, it's really impressive to be in those meetings with him and just hear the ideas and the tweaks that Doc has for our dev team to complete. And Mike usually is just like, that's a great idea, Doc, keep them coming. You know, it's just constant innovation on Doc's end. So that's really his strongest point, I think, is just the constant innovation um, within our company because he's really helped Forzap grow to be such a powerhouse of a software because like without Doc's ideas and that, I mean, it, it was still a great software and it had a lot of potential, but Doc has really helped it thrive and, you know, come about in such a short amount of time because of his innovative ideas along with Mike. So they're a really great team together. Um, I, myself, I don't, nice. I'm not so much into the systems <laughs> as, as much as they are. Um, so they work more so with the dev team. Um, but it's really quite a spectacle to watch, you know, in those meetings and to be part of it. Um, but as far as I come come into play is, you know, I, I bring some at least software software experience and then flooring experience as well. So connecting with clients, especially with sales um, as they come in, you know, being able to connect with them, you know, have good conversations with them and understand them. I mean, that's a big thing for us. Is and as far as hiring and you know, our team, we really want to have people that are in the flooring industry and understand our clients because that's something, you know, we are in the flooring business and we want people who have been in the flooring business and who are here to really connect and, you know, grow, you know, this industry and be part of it. Um, and so that's something that we really focus on. And as far as websites and such, I really like managing that. I mean, I'm more of a modest person. <laughs> I don't like talking about myself that much. Um, but you know, I get things done. I have, I have good work ethic, I would say, and I just make sure that everything runs smoothly on my end. Um, whether that may be. <laughs> yeah. And he, he handles nice. all of our marketing, our marketing campaigns, our emails, 
things like that. He he's the one that handles all that. He does a great job. I might come up with an idea or I write a sentence um, and we go back to that group project we worked on. I would write something down like an idea and then he'd come back and make the mm -hmm. idea sound pretty. <laughs> and yeah, so we sure. actually wrote a paper where I just went in and just jotted all my ideas <laughs> down and he just went in and made them all beautiful. Doc saying all the time to me is make it pretty. <laughs> make it pretty nice. make it professional make it whatever just make it sound good <laughs> nice good good deal um i i noticed when i was looking at your guys profiles on linkedin uh mike his his title is cto mm -hmm. and then you know you guys are the cmo and cro mm -hmm. there there is no ceo correct per se so how do you guys structure the hierarchy for decision-making purposes? Um, is there a certain decision maker <clears throat> um, or do you guys do kind of a collaborative decision-making process? Uh, so Mike is technically the decision maker, technically, but it doesn't work out like that at all. Um, it's pretty much, um, most times it's actually an argument between me and them two. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> to be honest, when we, we, we discuss a new idea, it is an argument between me versus the two of them. Doc has a really hard uphill battle every time. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Um, and it feels like, and, uh, just because Mike and Mitch think more similarly in a business perspective and I think differently. So what either happens is both of them tell me I'm being stupid. <laughs> and I'm coming up and you know, that happens and that's okay. We're very direct in our communication though. Um, but they'll tell me, Hey, either you're being stupid or basically I'll convince one or both of them to side with me. And so that's kind of how our decision-making process works is we present logical arguments to each other and whichever argument wins, uh, that's what we go with. Usually it is me versus them too. It does switch around. So it's not quite so unbalanced all the time. But for the most part, our decision-making process is Doc arguing with Mitch and Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and Doc, of course, is Braddock, which you've been saying right. Doc the whole time. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's my nickname. Uh, so Doc is Braddock. If, if they can't figure that out, then, oh, well. I, I figured it out on our pre-call pretty quick. So I, I think people can figure that one out. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> think similarly. And, like, we kind of have those arguments with Doc sometimes. It's still, we appreciate Doc because... He's, you know, he thinks differently, right? You know, every, each of us think mm -hmm. in our own way. And we, you know, we try to be as unbiased, you know, as possible and like set our own, you know, thoughts, you know, aside, like, and really try to understand where dog is coming from or like where Mike's coming from at least. Um, and so in those cases, you know, it's just, it's good that we have these disagreements. We always encourage it, but we will call each other stupid pretty often <laughs> <laughs> just because we, uh, you know, we know that we're all trying our best and we're just trying to find the best solution. So right. what, whichever logic wins, wins. That That is how it is. <laughs> right. Well, and, and that's fine. That's good. Um, it, it's good to have, it's good to have different um, ideas, different attitudes. Um, you know, it, you can't all be the same no. right. and run a business. Like you have to, you have to have those different personalities uh, to make it work. That's what I'm, I'm learning, you know, as, as I do more and more of these shows, if you have, if you have the same attitudes and, and personalities up top, like it's just not going to work. Uh, you have to have those, 
those different viewpoints. Um, but you, you also have to have, you also have to have somebody there that's going to just kind of be the, the guy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've kind of learned. And, and I think that's, you know, in, in family and business and, and just everything. So I was just, I was just wondering yeah, there. Someone, I um, I do. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I agree. I, I just saying, I totally agree with you. Somebody, having someone that is in charge and has the final to say, if things get messy is nice to default to, but hopefully you never have to get to that where, you know, they have to flex. Right. Their muscle right. Like yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. something that we're both at so, Mike is so, you know, Mike does take us into consideration so well, you know, like even though he is, you know, the final decision maker, I would say, um, because we, uh, we defer to him quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, he makes us feel heard and make sure that we're, you know, that we're expressing it. If we hold anything back on him, he will, be upset that we didn't, you know, say Mike, you're being stupid. That's the most, right. most upset he's ever been with me is when I didn't speak up enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I mean, good on him. Like that, that shows a lot of character, right? Absolutely. I mean, it really does. So I'm, ow, I just pinched my, my finger. Sorry oh, about geez. that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I wonder, you guys are friends and you've been friends for a little while. Like you, you went to school together. And and uh, you guys have have that friendship and that that bond uh, for I, I don't know a few years, um, and you've come into this together with that. You didn't have that with Mike, um, but you have that trust that that you know going through school and and going through things that friends go through have. Um, how does that work? being you know in a a c-suite uh part of a business you know you you have to have that that trust that you know that the other person's going to do the right thing right but how does that correspond to going into this with mike who you really didn't know coming into it and and how is that um relationship growing with him compared to what you guys had before great question (laughs) kind of a loaded one so for me i didn't i mean me and mitch we became friends pretty quick um through that group project um and well actually no that was a little while while. i wasn't (laughs) sure about him (laughs) (laughs) uh, i mean it was it was a slow grow but you know we because we didn't have that much in common. We really don't make sense as friends so much, you know, as like people who would actually hang out as much as we do, but we really enjoy each other's conversations. We both think similarly, but we disagree a lot, but we enjoy having those conversations. So actually that's the main reason why we, you know, we became friends is just our conversations that we had and we enjoyed having each other's company around. Not that we necessarily did the same things together, um, but we just enjoyed having each other's company. Um, and so I think just coming into, you know, working together, it's, it's actually pretty good because we're able to separate friends from business really, really well. And Doc knows, you know, that's definitely a big part of my personality that I like, <laughs> I shut things off really easy and kind of categorize. Um, but we're able to still have that mm-hmm. joking friendship while we're working together. Right. And, you know, we're able to still, we still have that compatibility. Um, yeah, I mean, if Doc told me, you know, hey, I don't want you to be part of this team anymore, I'd be like, oh, man, tell me why, you know, tell me why. But if you bring up enough logic, 
I will a hundred percent accept and I'll go move on. Right. Um, so it's just, but we'd still hang out Friday night. We still <laughs> hang out with them the next sure. day because I, this is a business, right? And I'm going to put the business at the forefront. If I am not the best decision for this business, then I don't want to be here. You know, I don't want to be here if I'm not the best person to be in my seat right now, if I'm not going to be providing that value. And that's the same way I understand with Doc. If I ever felt that way, I'd let him know. I'd say, Doc, I don't think you're providing as much as we need, right? And so I think having just that mutual understanding uh, that this is a business, we're going to do whatever it takes to make this business thrive, um, regardless of our friendship. You know, we can be great friends, but we have to make sure this business thrives. We're not going to fail a business um, today or any day. We're right. going to make this a success. And so with Mike as well, I mean, we've accepted him. So like, I've, I see Mike as my own personal friend, you know, and just a brother. I mean, I see them both as brothers. And that's the same way I think we all feel about each other is, you know, we all understand that we have this brotherly relationship. I connected with Mike really well. When I first met him, I was like, that's somebody I want to be on a team with. I want to be on this guy's team and work with them. And so I was so happy to be able to come over here and be able to work with both of them. Um, and so I think that's just kind of the core of our business. We put business first, yet we all get along very well together and we can go hang out on a Friday night and have a good time. Um, and at business, we can still have that compatibility and that, you know, real team feeling. That's, that's a good feeling. Right. So I think from all of us, I think some people try to set out in their career and be personally successful where we're trying mm -hmm. to set out and we're all interested. And like, as, as Mike always says, he, he it's, it's not necessarily about making the money. It's about building something great. And we mm -hmm. all kind of nice. fall under that same thing that if we build floors app, everything else that we want, you know, money, other things, you know, we'll kind of follow that. And so we're concentrating and we all have the goal that again, he, he says, focus on the building. We're building floors app and mm -hmm. everything else. We, and we kind of falls into by place. Building floors app, we're still building a foreign community as well. We're helping the community or that's how I see it at least. And that's really my main concern. I think all of our concern is that we all just want to Build something great that helps, you know, a community that's been neglected. I mean, that's really it. We were all from this industry or like me and Doc were particularly, um, you know, and that's just, I, that's something I want to see happen. That's something I want to do with my life. I care more about what I do um, than anything else. I want to make sure that I'm part of something that is the, a great business that I can, you know, firmly say, this is the best thing that's out there. Put your trust in us and we're going to make sure that your life is easier because of our software or our services we're going to make sure what we help your business that we are of value to your business if i can't say that i don't want to be part of it and so that i think that's all of our drives having a product we believe in yeah yeah we we talked about a little bit where where the industry falls short um and that's that's where the software is old and outdated um but for you guys personally like what is the biggest pain point that you guys can see right now for just personally for floors app, what is your biggest pain point so far? Um, <clears throat> well, hopefully it won't be very soon. Um, but for us, it's actually been for us is making sure people stay on. So no, I, I think what he's saying is the pain point of far. the software or the or company. Why, why, like, I guess. No, he's saying like, why, why do people want, or why do people need Florida? Why do they need software? Like what's the biggest pain point when they come into our door? What are they looking for? Right. 
No, for well, okay, go go ahead. I'll, I'll you guys have two different two different views, so I'll I'll, I'll take both of your answers because uh, for your customers, what's their biggest pain point? Sure, but for you as a company, what's the biggest pain point um, that you guys are are having right now? And then and then how do you go how do you go about fixing that? So you guys you guys have different views on what the question was and I'll take both answers. So for us, our biggest pain point is mostly been people see the software. I'll demo the software um, or Mitchell demo the software, Michael demo the software. And they're like, awesome. And then they have to do it themselves (laughs) and trying to get people to train and really dive in and getting the setup done. Cause once people get the setup done, the system's easy. When we demo the system, we have it set up. And so people don't understand that, like, you know, the setup itself is going to take work because you run your business differently than the guy down the street. You just do. And so getting people to really dive into the setup of the system has been our biggest issue, trying to get uh, products in the system. Uh, honestly, uh, so there's a fcb2b.info. It's a, like an organization that they run B2B software for flooring softwares and the distributors. The problem is, is you go to that website and I try to contact certain manufacturers. They don't have phone numbers on there. Like they're supposed, they don't have dedicated phone numbers. So I have to call like the main company line to try to get a hold of someone to try to do it because we're trying to get people's catalog in our system and we can't get people's catalog in the system because they don't respond. But manufacturers, like list. manufacturers do not answer their phone. Like we're having issues with not manufacturers, but some. But some of them don't answer their phone. Yeah. Some of them don't respond to the email. You know, we tried to get, you know, certain people set up for four or five weeks with a certain manufacturer. And we're just like, dude, they want to use their product. They just want their up, you know, their price list to be in there and then constantly updated every time it's updated. Right now, the industry, because of uh, like freight and things like that, cost of raw materials, they've had normally they have one or two price increases a year, maybe. Maybe. Uh, right now, they've had about 10 about one a month going through. And I mean, it's insane, but like when you sell a product and you don't know what price it is, how do you price it out to your customer? Because usually, you know, you you take your product and mark it up. Well, if your product's outdated and you know, you've gone through 10 price updates this year and you haven't sold it in a while and it's 50 cents more square foot on a thousand foot project, you know, that's $500 right there. Right, and yeah. you're, you're you're cutting in, and that's just pure margin. And what are you going to do? Oh yeah, by the way, customer, it's more expensive than I thought it was. Like you can't be doing things like that. And so being able to have you know the 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 catalogs and just the setup in general has been the biggest. That's not the biggest thing, but we've been making some workarounds. You know, to kind of go around it. You know, we have Excel spreadsheets that we can upload into the system of those price lists. So, I mean, we do have our workarounds. It's just it would be nice um, if every vendor would was able to cooperate as much as we would like. Um, but you know, we have our workarounds here, and we try to make it as easy to set up. But you know, again, you know, like a lot of our customers are very busy. You know, they have very busy schedules, so for them to sit down and like just kind of start inputting things into the system. It, it, it does take a little bit of time, but we always try to stress and, you know, it, it takes a lot less time than a lot of our other competitors out there. You know, we're very quick. I mean, by, by sure. a little bit of time, we mean by like two weeks, you know, right? Like it's not really that long of a setup per se. Um, and so we try to minimize as much, but we just want to be as fast as possible. Like we want those in the system quick. 
So that's just more of a nice to have for us, but it is kind of a big pain point for us just because we want to be more efficient uh, in the system and just be able to have those in there. And then for our clients' pain points, uh, it's mostly, yeah, knowing what they're, you know, really making is really what it is. It's being able to go back and, you know, the purchase or you have, you know, a purchase order from, you know, you buy the pad from one place, the carpet from the other, the tacking chips from a third place. You have this installer that put it in that charges this rate. The other installer that you have charges a different rate. Um, or you might have in-house installers that do it hourly. Like, you know, and, and a lot of people have, you know, four or five different rates for four or five different subcontractors that they use. And, you know, they have, you know, maybe an in-house installer that does a different rate. So every job, it's not like, you, you know your profit margin, every job again is unique. And so just knowing what you're making and being able to see everything in one place. Yeah. And so having papers spread out all over, you know, your your table or whatnot and having to search through where's where's this invoice, you know, where's this, where's that. Or a whiteboard with a with a calendar on it that you're putting on right. people are installing. I mean that's... some people are using multiple softwares too. Like they just have, you know, three different softwares they're trying to use and it's just so convoluted. Uh, where it's just, you know, it's not in one place. So just having or a double software. entry. Yeah, exactly. A lot of double entry. So for them, it's, e- it's either double entry um, a lot of times. And the other thing that kind of sets us apart from most of our uh, clients is our price point. Because we're modern, we're on the cloud. It doesn't, you don't have to go, you know, download it a desktop. You know, we're not doing anything like that. We're just creating a site for you. We copy a site. And then we, you know, send it over. We do some customizations to it to make, kind of fit it to you, right. to what we know. Our setup's a lot easier. So therefore, our setup's a lot cheaper. Um, so we've had people that have spent, you know, $15,000 on setup fees just for some for of our software. software. Yeah. And we don't charge any setup fees. Yeah, we just... Like, again, it's, you know, that few, you know, that few weeks, you have to spend a little bit of time setting up, but you would have to do that for another software and pay them thousands and thousands right. for you to have to do all of that too. It's ridiculous. So for us, we, you know, we don't charge any setup fees and we just, when we help you out as much as we possibly can on that setup as well. Um, so we really tried to turn that around in the market and that's just partially due to that stigma, you know, and that's why a lot of people are turned off from software is because of all those fees up front and, they, and like they hear, Oh, Forza apps the software on the market, but they're probably really expensive. They have a lot of fees up front. I have to pay and they don't even look into it, but that's a big hurdle for us to go over as well. It's just to say, Hey, we don't charge these fees. We're not here, you know, to take a lot of your money up front. We're here to just help you get set up in the system. We're going to do that for free for you. We're, we just want you using a system that's better for you. That's it. We're going to do everything we can. That's kind of what we talked about earlier with that blue collar, white collar chasm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, uh, yeah, yeah. And that, that's where I was before I got this job. You know, I was, I was, you know, blue collar all the way and I, I didn't want anything to do with computers or anything. And then I just kind of fell into this job and, uh, and I've been, I've been in over my head for the last nine months for sure. (laughs) I've been drinking from a fire hose. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, you never wanted anything to do with computers, even though your dad was at IBM, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Nope. I was a, I was a hammer swinging, pipe carrying, truck driving fool. That, that's what I was. Wow. Yep. So I mean, I, mean I, I was, I was a medical assistant back in, in the two thousands, but I mean, I still like, I, I, that's, I, that's the, that's the peon 
of the medical field. So what brought you, know, you there, here? I'm so. curious. What what brought you here to do this? Uh, Jim Coleman, who's one of the CEOs here at Xfusion, uh, I, I've known him for uh, several years, and he he came to me in right at the end of February, and he's like, "Hey," he says, "I know you." I know your work ethic. I know your character. He said, I, I can teach you the technical and software end of this, um, but I can't teach the the character and work ethic part yep. to somebody that knows the other stuff. Yeah. said, so you've been out of work for 15 months. You want to give it a shot? Because when, you know, I, I was working in the oil field mm-hmm. and when COVID mm-hmm. hit, they're like, see ya. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Got nothing to lose, and you know, I mean, my, might as well try the computer side of it. So that's uh, I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm very much a people person, and and that's what he brought me on for was more of the people side and and less of the technical side. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you know, there's still a lot more technical when you're when you're working for a company like this than anything that I've ever done. But yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And then, and then they started this podcast and it was just Jim and David, our CEOs doing the podcast. And they're like, Hey, we've got a lot of these. Uh, you think you might be able to do these? So I think you'd be good. And I'm like, maybe so I could give it a shot. He's like, great. You have one Monday, eight o'clock. It's like Thursday evening. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I guess I'll do a podcast. So that's how, that's how I got into the podcast side. So yeah, it's, it's been a wild ride for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we, we've enjoyed being on your show for sure. Definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed this one and like, you know, the, the people out there don't know, but we had, a 35 minute conversation before this <laughs> show even started. <laughs> Um, we, we almost had a whole other show that we could have filmed before the show even started. Yeah, so not a whole yeah, lot it's been a lot of fun either. Yeah. We actually, no, about a whole lot of new no topics, really. So. Hey, we might have to have a, yeah. <laughs> especially with Mike when he's done. I, yeah, I would love to have Mike back and, and do a, do a whole other one. I, I'd love to get some of his insights for sure. Um, but I think you guys have a call that you're going to have to be on here pretty soon. So. Let me get down to my last couple of questions. Okay. Um, and I don't know that you guys, neither of you have ever been founders. Um, and, and this question is usually for, for people that are founders. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys are starting a company mm-hmm. with Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're fairly new into it. So I, I'll still ask you this. Um, what did what advice would you give to founders or soon to be founders that are gonna watch this? Because you guys are are still C suite employees and you're you're still in a startup and you're still starting this company. So, what advice would you give to founders or soon to be founders that are going to be watching this program? Um, so there's going to be two things. One, I would say, as we talked about earlier build something you believe in, build something great, the rest will follow. The other one is 
be with people you trust. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I trust Mitch with my life, um, you know, and the trust that we have with Mike is incredible for, you know, not being there for very long. You know, I had, you know, a bit of relationship with him before, but we, you know, being trust and being on the same page on what our goal is. And that's, you know, building something great together. And uh, what exactly we're building, I don't think would matter too much. Um, we both are, we've, you know, we've been in the flooring industry, so that's just kind of where it is. But, uh, you know, I would build something with Mike in any industry. Um, so it's just building nice. something great and building it with people you trust. That'd be, that'd be my advice. Yeah, I agree with it. That's it. Couldn't say it better. Nice. And then the last question for you guys is what is the best way for our viewers to get in touch with you if they so choose? I mean, call us, emails. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, go, go to our website. <laughs> not, not a trick question. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, go to com, and, you know, there's a, there's a form you can fill out there um, and just, uh, you know, serious over what you're looking for. If you're looking for a software or anything else, you know, just send us a contact form and, We'll okay. get back to you. Call us anytime. If you guys, if you're looking for the company contact, that's probably the best way. Yeah. If you're looking for us, uh, yeah, LinkedIn works. Too. LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. If you want us but specifically, yeah, go, I mean, get in contact with us any way you want. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Um, gentlemen, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Mike, one last shout out. We'll, we'll see if we can't get you on uh, later as well. And uh, sorry that you're not feeling well, and uh, we'll 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 do this again. You guys have a really really good day. Thanks for being on. All right, thanks. thank you so much. You've thanks, been awesome, bud. host. Mm -hmm.